God wants you to prosper, not somebody else, not someone down the street, but he wants you to prosper. He promises to be our exceeding great reward. God has a great plan for you. Third John, verse two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes, and this time I'm again in the hot seat with Katina Horton. Ooh, pouring this child some serious tea. It's getting strong now, and we're going to really talk about a lot of things that will come up in general conversation with the girlfriend. You know, sister to sister, we need to really have some conversations that are going to amount to transformation. It's not about just disseminating information. We want to be changed. We want to be the treasured women that we are. And we have to recognize that sometimes our past, sometimes our future, sometimes our right in the middle is what's messing up with our head and our heart. So come on in, listen to part three or four. And if you missed one or two or even any of it, you want to jump in on this. And I will say, if you are blessed by this, go ahead and share it with someone and make sure you subscribe. Why? Because you don't want to miss another episode. Hey, and if this is your first time here, go back and check out some of the other episodes. I had an opportunity to just have some time with some great people. I want to make sure I introduce you to the right ones. Because you know what? In this life, we need to surround ourselves with those that are going to get us to that next level. All right, go ahead, take a listen, and I'll see you on the other side. Um, well, why do you think, rather, that with Black women, we feel the need to pressure other Black women into getting skin lightening products, about getting hair straighteners, um, not feeling free with your hair, not feeling free with your language, that you're not proper enough? Why do you think that happens. Well, look, we natural. <laughs> so, <laughs> but when when you when you go back in our history, you know, you had the light skin versus the dark skin and some people had their little color issues. I wasn't on the mm -hmm. color issue either. It's back to the Uncle Toms that were in the house and then you had the field slaves. So you had this competition that was kind of built in from the yes. outside yes okay uh -huh. then we started segregation and i know this is not a history lesson but we started the segregation and so we started separating and we were doing really well with our own businesses buying from our own selves we were supporting one another okay then we tried to jump into mainstream marketing and in the mainstream marketplace we then started competing with other people and we weren't supporting our own. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So we, as women, we looked at the marketplace and what does the marketplace tell us? You need to be like Miss America and Miss America mm -hmm. up until Vanessa Williams didn't look like us. True. Miss America was thin. All right. 
Miss America had the long straight hair. Mm -hmm. For us to compete, we had to look like that. So a lot of the women that we have in today's day and age, Black women are saying, well, you need to look like that. Now you can buy hair any kind you want, any color yes, you, you want, can. any yes. looks you want. And any I'm length. like, that's not you. Mm -hmm. But if that makes you feel good, feel good for the moment. Right. If it makes you feel good, like you said, feel free. But some of it is not us. It's you not. know, some, some of it we try and it's like, Mm, that's not me <laughs> now I will tell you this and, and this is just my personal mm -hmm. some of the hairstyles today looking natural they ain't cute <laughs> but that's them <laughs> that okay I'm sorry seriously that is true <laughs> it looks like you hair. just woke up and just jumped out of bed like no <laughs> just Oh my I'm sorry. I'm messing up your show. <laughs> no, it's fine. Because <laughs> you know I can edit if we need to edit whatever. It's fine. No, it's fine, girl. It's fine. But you know, yeah. honestly, some of it, it, if you like it, that's not my place. I don't have a right, right to tell you it doesn't look good. Unless right, you I ask you me. Right, okay? I know what you mean. But we should have some level of thought that we put into how we present ourselves mm -hmm. and I'm not saying you need to have your hair neatly tight or what have right. you know that's up to you right if that's what you want to wear and you're presenting the best you then yes. go for it yep I see okay. exactly what you're saying you don't have to look like Bozo the Clown mm -hmm. you don't have to look like Piccaninny you know because we, right. we had a problem with that why are we trying to act like that looks great? Okay, but right. if that's what you want. Okay. Right, right. I can't tell you. Now, in the hiring world, you know, HR, they might decide that you're not going to make it. Right. So you recognize where you're going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my word. Yes, that is so true. So have you, I don't know if you've had this experience yourself, or do you know of other, um, black women where they've had the experience or non-black churches they've been hurt uh from non-black churches where they basically enable white supremacy i haven't i do i will say though i have seen where sometimes we in our own black churches hold people down i think okay. one of the big issues that we don't typically talk about is mm -hmm. the fact that the church in and of itself, the man-made side of it really promoted the male domination. And yes. so it's very difficult for you to see women that are in leadership, women that are pastoring, women that are preaching and teaching, they were not really given a lot of the opportunities, even in 2020. Okay, you still see some of that depending on which church and within the black church, you go back to some of the insecurities that the women have already, you know, okay. and the competition that they have and that doesn't help either. But even though we know God says I can use anyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had this issue uh, when I first started preaching and I'm gonna tell you, honestly, I ran for 10 years. So it mm -hmm. wasn't like I was looking for it. Okay. 
But the first time that I got an opportunity to preach, I never forget this deacon comes up to me and we were doing watch night and, you know, we do the round robin, you know, mm-hmm. typical tradition in a black church. And right. it came up to me and it happened to be like five women that were going to be preaching that night. And there was no men. I hadn't paid attention to it, but mm-hmm. we were the ones that were in leadership. And, you know, this was our first time. Preaching. Right. And he came up to me, he goes, well, who's preaching? And so I gave him the list of people. He goes, oh, all women, I don't want to hear them. And I remember saying to him, it just came out. I said, if you don't want to hear from the vessel that God has decided, that's your loss. Mm. And because it's such a stigma in many instances that that I think is probably the bigger problem today. But yeah, right after that first one, he he came up to me, he said, you could preach to me any day. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, but I wasn't trying to do it for him. But I had already had my come to Jesus moment after going to a minister's conference. The first one, mm-hmm. I went to, and it was a Baptist one. I had never really? been, and they were like, women shouldn't teach, women shouldn't preach. And I was like, well, wait a minute, why am I here? Ah. So, me and the Lord had a conversation over lunch that day. And what he <laughs> said to me was, I'm sovereign. I pick who I want. Gotcha. I decide. Okay. And I got comfortable with that. That's why I could give that answer. So, yes. Yes. You know, he will, I see exactly what you mean. The Bible mm-hmm. says that your gift will make room for you. It sure I will, won't it? That if God has placed something inside of you or some gifting, no matter where you are and no matter who tries to hold you down, that you are still going to rise to the top because he's going to place you and move you if you just keep listening to him. That is so true. Yeah, if we keep on listening to him, you know, and as the scriptures say, you know, this is the way walk you in it, not to the left and not to the right. Exactly. Keep following, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my word. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I would love for you to talk about how um, not feeling like you're enough as a Black woman can impede uh, our faith. And um, as well, what advice would you give to that woman? Yes. Um, when it comes to our trusting, and th- th- I give the definition of faith, our trust, okay. our reliance, and our dependence upon God and give credence to his word. When you are not feeling like God loves you, I tell everybody, you go back to the cross. If Jesus died for you, you already worked it. If Mm -hmm. it was just you, he would have still given his life for you. So you have to start by changing that thought process that you are not enough. It's Mm -hmm. not for any specific person, but it is for the one that created you and the one that died for you. And when you can sit in that level of love, you start changing and you start moving forward because as long as you don't think that you're enough, you're not going to achieve everything that you're supposed to. You're not going to try. You're not going to reach out. You're not going to do, go to new levels. You're going to keep looking in that rear view mirror and you're like, but I got a big windshield in front of me. Why am mm-hmm. I not paying attention to that? I love, there's this meme that was on Facebook. I think I saw it or mm-hmm. somewhere where there's this young black woman sitting on the top of this uh, block and the guy was below and he says, hey, come down here. And she looks down and she says, 
you come up here. And his response, when he looks back up, he says, I can't. And she sits on the top and she says, oh, that's where we need to get. If they're not enough and they can't come up to where we are, we don't stoop yes. down. We don't settle anymore. Right. Yep. Right. So when you recognize who you are, based on what God's word says, we are queens. Mm -hmm. We are mm -hmm. kings and princesses. We are royal yes. and we are a holy priesthood. Amen. And we're supposed to show forth the praises of him that has called us out of darkness and into the marvelous light. You sit Amen. on top of that block and you said, oh, you can't come up here. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You're good down there and I'm good up here. <laughs> exactly. Now, when you decide you want to come up, we're good. Okay. I'm not trying to keep you down. But if right. you already say you can't come, you're on a whole different level now. We're going to be unequally yoked. Let me keep on moving. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yep. Let me keep on moving. I love it. Oh, my word. So uh, would you please expound for the audience on how um, your uh, practice as a businesswoman and then as a coach in general has led to empowering uh, and impacting uh, Black women? Ooh, I can tell you this. One of my clients came to me and she had a husband that was narcissistic. She had already left him like mm -hmm. nine years ago, but she never filed for divorce. And she was really afraid of what was going to happen when she did. And as a businesswoman, I of course want to see all of my clients succeed. We got in there, you know, I encouraged her. I mean, there were a lot of tears. There was a lot of an emotional, you know, baggage that was there. We kind of right. unpacked that, but I got her to the point where that spiritual foundation could kick in and keep her moving forward. That emotional mm -hmm. roller coaster now was kind of like level playing field, saved money because I, you know, I made sure that what we were doing was going to get her on the right path. So financially right. secure there, the peace that she needed was there for her to then file. And even though it was still a little bit of anxiety in the actual filing, she found the right person to be her attorney, all of that, she was like so thankful. As a business owner, that's what you want. I did what I walked in here to do. My program is called Prosperity After Pain. Doesn't mean mm -hmm. that you're gonna have a massive bank account, but you're gonna get what you deserve. You're gonna recognize who you are and what you do deserve. And then you're going to make sure that nobody railroads you, nobody walks over you or takes advantage of you. And so, yes, you gotta go through the process. And the process is not always going to be lucrative. You know, people hide money, people spend True. money, people waste yep. money. They do all of that. But what I find is most of the women did not know going in what their financial situation was because uh, somebody else was already take, always taking care of the finances. So they were at a complete loss. That's what I do. That's the benefit that I bring. That's what I like to do as far as empowering women so that they can then, like I say, confidently mm -hmm. live life on their terms, their best life. Yes. You know, they know all the ins and outs. They know the plan. They have a plan and they move forward in the plan, whatever it looks like for them. Right. So 
that that's what I really like doing. Now, some of them didn't even go through a divorce. They were just doing a major life change. They finally got, got to the you. point to say, you know what? I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck. This okay. isn't working. And I had one lady, she came to me and she was a senior citizen. So she was like, you know, I don't know if you can do anything for me. And in debt, poverty mindset, we went all the way back to, wait a minute, who told you you could not prosper? Right. Because you have that in your mind. And I always say, yeah, you need to break up with broke. That's why I did a program on that one too. Like, mm -mm, get your mindset right. But right. by the time we finished with her, everything was in order. It was automated. She got money back from the utility company because she was overpaying and didn't even realize it. And we put a plan in place for her to be debt-free within the next six years, completely debt-free. I'm talking condo paid offs, wow. uh, student loans, everything. But she wow. had a plan because no right. one sat down with her to say, this is what you have coming in. This is what you have going out. And you're spending more than you have coming in. That's why you have this problem. Right. She thought she had to be in debt. That's another fallacy that people are mm -hmm. hearing today. That we're always supposed to be in debt. You right. That's yeah. That's supposed to be your status. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or keeping up with the Joneses. I gotta buy that there new car because they got a new car. I gotta look yep. like them. And yep. one of my pet peeves. Why am I yep. buying these two hundred dollar rims? Yep. For somebody else on the outside, because I can't see it while I'm driving. Right. Thank you. But like you said, trying to keep up that, you know, that competition. Yep. Instead of doing what it is that God has ordained for us. And then if we got children, you know, for us and our family, you know what I'm saying? Leave yeah, that legacy. Try to keep yes. up. Yep. Yep. Oh, my word. Now, I would say this. If it's within your means to do and it's something that you want, that's fine. Mm -hmm. but in many instances it's not within your means and so there you have it. to change it and mm -hmm. so once we start living within our means then we can um, start then investing and getting more for compounded interest and making sure that you know we have something that we can leave because the bible says a good man or i say woman too leaves an inheritance for their children's children when yes. we empower women we empower the entire household. We mm -hmm. empower the community. And ultimately, right. we empower the world. So that's, that's why true. I'm excited about what you're doing. Because it's like, if we get to the women, they will train the children. They and will we'll train the community. They will yes. then train their other sisters. And yep. next thing you know, it's not 18% that understand money management. Now it's 50%. Then it's right. 75%. That's mm -hmm. what we need to do. We need to work together to say, we're all going to make it. And we're going Amen. to do an excellent job when we get there. Mm-hmm. That is so true. What would you think would be the uh, key components for um, Black women who are healing and they say, I want to do exactly what Dr. Shante Haynes is doing? What do you think would, would be required? Uh, first, I would say get clarity. Know where you're going. Okay. Because if you yes. don't know where you're going, you're not going to get there. Then secondly, I would say, get the right team together okay. so that they can support you through the process. And yes. when you have those two pieces in place, you're going to want your foundation, meaning you need to get with the creator so that yes. you can say, all right, 
I'm not doing this alone and recognize mm -hmm. you don't have to. Right, right. That is so true. Oh, my word, is that so true? So if a Black woman came up to you and they say, uh, Dr. Haynes, I want my power and identity back. And then you say, you can get it. If mm -hmm. you already declare it and you really know who you are, you have the power already. It's within you. Mm -hmm. I started watching Batwoman. I don't know if you saw it and I'm not into everything that they I have not seen. The first series of Batwoman, she was not Black. The hmm. second half, when they switched to the next season, it was a Black woman. Really? We don't see ourselves being able to save a community. We don't right. see ourselves saving, you know, somebody from drugs or mm -hmm. going to a specific city and really making a significant in impact, just swooping mm -hmm. in, doing what we need to do. In it, she was in the system, in the prison system, prior to mm -hmm. young woman, she was in the prison system because she took the fall for somebody else and they didn't believe her because of the color of her skin. Mm. Okay. So when she had the opportunity then to save, she had to deal with some stuff. The forgiveness of the people who locked her up, not mm -hmm. wanting to kill the person who killed her mother, you know, those types mm. of things. But she did it. You can be empowered. And it wasn't the soup that did it for her. Right. It was her thought process that changed. So gotcha. just like any other woman coming to me, number mm -hmm. one, you got to get your thoughts together so that you're thinking clearly. And you're mm -hmm. not trying to drink poison, that unforgiveness. Drink it yourself thinking it's going to hurt and harm somebody else because it doesn't work. That's right. a big issue. We've got to let mm -hmm. go of the past. We've got right. to let go of the regret. We got to let go of thinking that my past was better than my future. Cause it's not. Yep. That is Every true. Every time you turn around, we yep. had the old Testament. Oh, it was great. We had the law. Okay, but the law didn't save, right? Jesus right. comes in on the scene and we think, okay, that was better. I want to be like a disciple. I want to walk with him. Mm -hmm. But he was only in one place at one time since he was physically here he mm -hmm. said if i go away i'm gonna send the holy spirit who will be inside of you no matter where you are mm -hmm. you can do more than what i could do when i was here so mm -hmm. the better is always right. the latter mm -hmm. when we get that in our minds that god has a great plan for us and that plan is to prosper us and to move us forward and for us to help somebody else when we recognize that it doesn't matter what I've been through on my long journey at this juncture, I can make it even better. So when yes. she comes to me, yes, baby, you can have your power. Wear the suit if you need to. So let's put your <laughs> if mind you want to wear together. the suit, put the suit on. Because, <laughs> right. you know, sometimes we dress up, we put on the right shoes and, you know, mm -hmm. good. And we think right. okay, I got, if that's what's going to make you feel good right now, we're going to work <laughs> on your mindset, but feel good right now and mm -hmm. recognize you can step high into your future. Amen. Yeah. That is so true. Oh, my word. What is one thing you want someone to know of when they think about you? They kind of nicknamed me the performance excellence coach. 
Mm. Um, I had somebody nickname me that and I thought, okay, I guess that does kind of flow because my key verse that I always tell people, I say it's my favorite verse, but then I'll give you a whole lot of other favorites too. But my mm-hmm. key verse has always been Colossians 3.23, which says okay. whatever you do, you do it with all of your heart as unto the Lord and not to man. If we live for an audience of one and we give our best, your best yes, your best effort, you give mm-hmm. your best to whatever you're doing, you're going to be a person of excellence. That's what I would want them to say about me. She's a person of excellence, person of integrity, She's going to give you, she's going to serve you. She's going to help you. Mm-hmm. And she's not trying to take anything from you. Right. So if I'm the one that is empowering you to perform at your peak performance, that's, you know, on my tombstone, that would be great. Amen. Oh, wow. So what's one thing you will want black women to know when they think of themselves? That they have the same power on the inside that they are not shortchanged by who they're connected to. We were born by ourselves and we're going to die by ourselves. We only have to answer for ourselves. So you do the best that you have on the inside of you and don't worry about the rest of it. Yeah, that is so true. Now I got some fun, fun questions. All of those are fun before. These are some fun where they were, oh, I found this out about Dr. (laughs) Haynes. So what songs are on your playlist that you feel like you just can't live without? Uh, Elevation Worship says, I shall not want. That Mm. one really touches my heart these days. And they've got some other ones like Gyra. But anything by CC Winans is going to be on my playlist all the time. Tamla Man has some good things out there. You got Tasha Cobbs. I mean, we got some people that can sing. Yes. (laughs) I don't make a joyful noise, but it ain't an awful noise. But since I ain't singing to the rest of the people, that's all right. The Lord knows my voice. But anything Um, that is going to encourage me that the battle is not mine, that he will fight for me, that I can trust in him, that I'm not by myself, that he's got a great plan for me. Any of those things that are inspiring, that's on my playlist. What are three things, speaking of which, that you do to nourish your soul? Uh, prayer is always a good one. Always in prayer. I'm, I'm a teacher by, I'm going to say by nature. Both my parents were teachers and I always said I was not going to teach, but <laughs> that's what God put in me. I mm-hmm. try to do whatever, but I still teach, you know, because I used to do youth as well. And now I do women's ministries and things of that sort. So the teaching is important, but I always tell my teachers, you don't want to teach, you have to teach from overflow. So that yes. means that I have to pour into me. So I'm yes. always going to be doing studies. I'm always going to be reading and making sure. I can't say that with the pandemic that, you know, it was very easy to keep a ritual or schedule of mm-hmm. learning because everything kind of bombarded in on us you know but you have to be disciplined enough to say I'm gonna have my devotions in the morning because I'm gonna have my devotions I'm not gonna talk to anybody before that you know because if they interrupt that the rest of your day is interrupted that is true yeah it sets the tone doesn't it yes Mm -hmm. it does so I know who I'm gonna listen to up front you know they already that part is on my playlist too i'm gonna get my morning motivation my morning right right i get that done 
And then as I'm constantly talking to God throughout the day, but I'm definitely going to hear messages from others so that I can be inspired based on his word. Right. All right. So I fill my tank so that I can then give out more. I used to yeah. wonder all the time because I would ask the Lord. I'm like, at one point I was listening to like five different messages before I got up in the morning. You know, mm -hmm. and I was like, why am I listening to so much? And he said, that's because you're pouring out so much. Um, there are a lot of new preachers that I am now just finding, I'll say it that way, that are in mm -hmm. our community. Okay. Because I have, um, my PhD is in theology. And so I've okay. done all of that. And I've done the Christian counseling too. My ears are attuned to what is appropriate. You know, not just, mm -hmm. this is what I'm thinking. But they have right. studied, they've looked up the, the Greek and the Hebrew words. They will give you more information. And I love application because I always mm -hmm. say that you need to, I help people put feet to their faith so that they can walk victoriously. It's yes. not just, can I quote it, but am I living it? If right. I can't apply it, it's not helpful. No, right. I agree. So I'm, I'm finding <laughs> a lot more that are out there. And that's a good thing. Okay. What is something that people get wrong about you? Because of my engineering background and because I always want people to excel, sometimes it comes across critical. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just okay. I'm finding the little pieces that can then improve. Ah, so those little I, details, right? Yes, I, I could be the very detailed, like, well, this might not work because of thus, thus, and thus. I'm not saying don't do it. Right. I'm saying, I see what you're saying you need to pay attention to this and tweak it so that that's not a problem. So gotcha. what I've learned to do is to choose my words carefully okay, and choose the right moment and when to say it to someone so that, because I'm really trying to help but sometimes it doesn't gotcha. come across as if you're really helping. I got you. You've got to know your personality. You've got to know your makeup. And I, I'm probably the hardest on myself. And yes, I remember I um, Bishop Jakes was interviewed by uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick. And he made this comment within it. He said, that voice, that, that critic voice that you hear in your head as you're preaching or teaching and listening to your own self, I do that. I review it, but you have to lower the volume on that just mm -hmm. enough that you are then going to get better. But at the same time, it's not like you're thinking you got it all together and you're not looking for those ways to improve. True. And I think sometimes that's a fallacy that we have. We, we don't want to listen to what we've done. We don't want to review what we have already put out there in the marketplace to see if it should be better. Yes, you should look at that. You should critique your own stuff, but not to the point where you're thinking, oh man, that was horrible. No, don't do that. Say, how can I make it better? And so I appreciated that too, to say, yes, you always review what you do have. Amen. Yes. Last question. And this, this has been wonderful. I tell you, what nuggets of wisdom can you leave for Black women when it comes to walking out their Christian faith? and revealing their true identity as Black women, not feeling like they have to put on 50 masks, you know, to cover up that they're really a Black woman. <laughs> yeah, I would say find the right community. 
everybody will not receive and that's okay. Right. Because they're not there. They're not at your level. But when you find your tribe, then you will soar. And that will be my prayer for everybody that they would be able to do that. Stay close to God. Again, the sweet tea in Jesus works. Yes, it does. Amen. You need him. But he will then direct you to the right people if you Mm -hmm. but ask, you know. Right. And unfortunately, sometimes we have to let go of some folks. Mm -hmm. And it might feel hard to do, but in the end, you're going to win out. So that's what I would say. And then, you know, another thing that we don't do is because of our past that says you keep it in the household, you don't tell other people, when you sweep things under the rug, you still see that big lump. You gotta deal sure with know. you gotta deal with what you need to deal with your personal. So deal with that, but have a safe place where you can be who you are, mm-hmm. and they accept you, and they're there to help you grow and move forward. Um, and it might seem like it's difficult, but sometimes you have to work on self first. True. You know, just like David said, created me a clean heart, oh God. You need to go back and say, okay, manufacturer, I'm broken, fix me. Yes. You know, and he will, the thing about God I love is that he does it little by little. It, you know, he's the great physician. He can cut you, open it up, take out what you do, sew you back up, and then Mm -hmm. you move forward. It might feel like it's a long time but you don't recognize what the disease has been causing for so long in right. the past, that that mm-hmm. surgery is a short time period. So even yes. when we're in this, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have the GPS on all of this. I don't know my to-do list. I have no clue what to put on it. And I'm leaning and depending and waiting on God. Right. Just know that he will show you in his timing the right thing to do and the right steps to take and the right people to be connected to. But you got to have that's the truth. We should also have fun. Yes. It's not all about, you know, being in the church is not, oh, you got to wear these long dresses and you got to have <laughs> the hats on, you know, right. in the day. I love to dance. And too. I was a wreck at at Georgia Tech, you know, on the field Mm -hmm. dancing. I love dancing. I love having fun. And my kids, well, they're not kids anymore because they're young adults. But, (laughs) you know, sometimes it might even be a Disney movie that we're doing a sing-along or something like that. Have fun. You can dance before the Lord. Yes. He's the lover of your soul. Amen. Why not? And so do what makes you feel good. If it's singing, sing. If it's dancing, dance. But all in his word, you can say, Lord, I'm just dancing before you. I don't have a dance partner, you know, while I'm waiting. You know, I don't have a dance Mm -hmm. partner right there. They left me. Okay, I can line Mm -hmm. dance. Do the electric slide. Okay, yes. You know. Electric slide, (laughs) two-step. Yeah, you know. And, you know, Kirk Franklin's got some good ones out there. I love Brighter Day. Um, yes. You know, because it puts you in a happy mood. And one it of the puts things you in a happy mood. One of my customers is, and she was like, you know, I can't journal. You know, I'm having a hard time. I'm like, mm-hmm. 
Just write one word. This is how I'm feeling. But then sometimes you need to put on some worship music and it could be brighter day. So that yes. I'm looking forward to my future. And, you know, that's Damn. just helping you move forward. But you get in there and you just say, I'm going to live life. I'm yes. not stoic. I'm not stiff necked. No, I'm going to enjoy life. And he wants me to enjoy life. You can find us online at h, the number two, htruth.org. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.